Lightworkers Unite is a podcast and social show hosted by intuitive women, lightworkers, and most importantly, friends, Mayuman Manjeet. Welcome to our podcast, where we believe there is a lightworker within all of us. Whether you are a medium, an educator, or a nuclear technologist, there's a lightworker within you, and we have work to do. This is a call to action. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Hi. Hi again. I've seen you all day. What? Are you sick of me yet? Never. Never, never, never. Are you kidding me? How oh, look are at you? you got your blanket. Okay, I'm like, what can I wrap around my right now? <laughs> yeah, it was so fun today. It was really fun. We did our for the listeners that are listening. Yep, <laughs> we did our uh, we did our morning session of the two hour um, ignite your chakras workshop, and it yes. was so much fun. It really was. I really loved our group. We just had a, a really awesome group. It wasn't huge. It was a beautiful amount of people and I felt that we were able we were able to kind of get intimate, you know, and kind of honored the process of the before and after and actually taking a look at how their chakras uh, showed up for them. Yeah. Um, and, and that, of course, I'm speaking to the art therapy work where you, you draw your chakras with your eyes closed. Mm-hmm. And do you remember when you and I came up with that concept? It was like a long time ago now where I was like, wouldn't it be fun if we could paint our chakras? And we thought about having our girls join us and we were going to do, ooh, and let's do it before and after. And we had talked about doing this a long time ago. And here we are doing it. This is our third ignite your chakras workshop together i love that we um that you know i love that you created that concept and then you know we could figure out a way to like have that as a quantitative tool yeah. kind of before and after so uh, we kind of mix a little bit of science and a lot of information technical information but just beautiful oh. stuff manji yeah. you're so good at that and delivering that information um because that is something i think people really need to know sorry i interrupted you but Knowing that that part of it, it's not all this, ooh, these, the chakras, the, like it's all woo woo and spiritual. It is so much more than that. Oh yeah. Do you want to speak to that maybe? I mean, yeah. <laughs> we can't figure out what we're talking about today. <laughs> no. Mermaid, oh my God. You got to see the list we came up with possible topics. I know. Merman and mermaid. That was for, for, uh, that's slated for Monday. So stay tuned. <laughs> Fascinated with mermaids. I'm not going to lie. I think oh, they're, so they're badass. We're going to have to figure that out, but yeah. the chakras. Yeah. Lots of, you'll have to join the, you'll have to join one of our workshops coming up. Um, we have the intensive coming up later in February, um, where we focus in on each one of the chakras. And you don't have to have done the uh, the two-hour workshop we just are doing today in order to enroll in that. If you're interested at all in the chakra systems, you're going to love this intensive. So yeah, it was, I'm just on a high. I just, it was so much fun and I loved, I'm so looking forward so to the session. Yeah, it's going to be great. I think today we were thinking about um, talking a little bit about mediumship. So I just had a reading with um, one of my regulars, I guess you could say, who I adore and love. Um, She lost her brother, and I've been seeing her for well over a year. She met her at a painting party, right, and then had a reading. And this is her second reading with trying to bring in her brother. It was really um, powerful. Manjeet, I felt him try to get in my body. (gasps) 
You got ghosted. Uh-huh. You got ghosted. Like I Whoopi Goldberg like, ghost? Yes. Physical <laughs> mediumship, right? There's the mental. Because I was trying to tap in and, and there was a question. I said, okay, so tell me what's going on. And he'd already showed up way before, had all kinds of stuff to say and all these people. Anyway, it was, it was really powerful. It was a beautiful reading, like so accurate. I love it. And then he, I felt him kind of, I, I, and I even said, I go, dude, you're kind of standing really close to me. I saw this yellow light in my face, like like someone was holding the sun right up against my face, this yellow, yellow light. And I felt my whole body kind of go like this. And I was like, whoa. I remember thinking, no. Nope. Wow. I don't like that. And maybe it was just a surge of energy, but it, he felt so close, like he was, like he wanted to channel, you know? Mm -hmm. And he was already telling me what to say. So sometimes I channel that way where I'm like, yep, I let it flow. But it was like he was like, ugh. So did it did it scare you? No. Wow. I, I just remember feeling like, whoa, your brother got really close there, like almost in sight of me. Oh you know, we kind of laughed, ha, ha, ha. And I was like, that was weird. That's never happened before. So that's what we're going to talk about today is mediumship. <laughs> I'm like, um, <laughs> let's talk about that. It's <laughs> some badass stuff. And that's a fucked up story with uh, some pretty... <laughs> Awesome, <laughs> you know, uh, distinction. Like you were saying, like there's physical mediumship, but I, like I don't know the other stuff. Yeah, let's talk about what it is, what happens. Um, I'm sure it, different uh, techniques for different mediums. Um, and of course, I didn't always know that I was a medium until my good friend and life coach, um, Manji Russell, kind of said, um, do you think that maybe you'd be open to mediumship? And I just was like, what? What? No, your uh, first answer was no. Was it? <laughs> like, no, nah, I'm not. No. I, I, I think that was. No. no. I really didn't, Manjeet. I really, I thought what was happening is, was, yeah, I'm seeing, seeing all kinds of spirit and all kinds of things and people and entities. and um, But I didn't really know that I was tapping into that realm where our loved ones are because I think there's so many different levels and realms and dimensions and the ones that I can access or tap into I I really just kind of blocked it out I guess or I don't know if blocked out was the right term I I didn't see it I didn't I wasn't aware of it I wasn't open to it Although I will say, I really kind of enjoyed watching Teresa Caputo because she cracks me up. Um, some people can't, you know, watch her, but she cracks me up in her delivery. I really liked the way she delivered information. And so I was always watching and listening to what she said. And so it's interesting looking back now, several you know years later, thinking, oh my gosh, I guess I, I've been seeing this information and connecting with people's loved ones and not really knowing I was, yeah. I, I mean, truthfully, I didn't know that I was, and I didn't know that I could grow it and make that connection stronger. And it's really helped <clears throat> with really diving in and taking some more classes and courses, reading more books and practice, practice, practice. Yeah. When I think you're not alone, I think, and that's why like as a coach, right. Um, that's part of my, training is to offer possible solutions, you know, in your Akasha as a medium, because, you know, I'm seeing that for you, mm. but you have to be ready and wanting and willing to embrace that in you. So right. that's why, you know, um, 
that's really my approach all the time. It's like, so, Hey, um, just uh, wondering how open are you to, you know, because you, you know, you're going to get, you're going to embrace that when you're ready to. Yeah. And so it's just a really fun little balancing act, you know, to kind of say, Hey, let's maybe put that in, maybe get that out of your peripheral vision. Um, How does it look in your central vision? Right. Mm -hmm. And and then, and then things start really kind of ticking. Um, But <clears throat> a yeah. good coach will never tell you who you are. Right. You know, so, so that's why you're, <laughs> we're like, um, so. <laughs> but I, to speak to that, I mean, let's be honest, your work too, being an intuitive, there's a lot of mediumship work that you do too. And we may have talked about that when accessing, like for instance, the Akashic records that, yeah, sometimes a loved one will show up and you're like, oh, hey, I got somebody's dad here. And so I think everyone, I, this is my belief, I think everyone has these tools. Everyone could be a medium. They're, we're kind of born with all the same tools. It's whether or not you want to practice and start using them and really tapping into that intuition and and practicing really hard like with friends first start like you know start with friends to see and to validate what's going on so tell me really quick because i'm blah 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 blah, talking with your your sight your clairvoyance when you see spirit we've talked about this before where it's much more objective for you like solid and in front of you like a real person and with me, I don't like that. So I've asked spirit not to do that because it scares the holy shit out of me. So for me, it's more subjective and in my mind's eye that I can see someone in my mind standing in front of me. You know what I mean? There's a difference. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering just for our listeners, if if it would be helpful before we go into that to um, maybe define what what is mediumship to you? Because I think that might help me answer that question too, uh, like what I'm actually seeing and why and when. Um, like, me, what is the difference maybe between mediumship and being psychic? Because I think people right. get confused by what that is. So maybe you know, what do you mind? We we'll just back up just one. Yeah, what is it to you? Yeah. Well, the difference is, I would say, so when we are being, when we're using psychic energy or, or the psychic center, we're connecting to someone else's energy, and in within that energy, we can maybe pick up on like, oh, you know, their dad or their mom, and maybe get a sense like, oh yeah, they lost their mom because that's in their energy field or their thoughts that they're thinking Um, but when we actually tap into an actual spirit a soul that has crossed over in that dimension in that spirit realm we're connecting soul to soul and I'm communicating as a messenger as a conduit for that soul to the sitter so that soul is communicating by pictures by showing themselves what they look like um, maybe referencing symbols because that's how I work is I have a set like a huge two pages worth of symbols that I have already worked with my guides and with spirit to say hey if you're going to talk about um, fathers you know that love the outdoors show me a flannel shirt that's my symbol like I, I know immediately if someone shows up in that Uh, So those are just ideas of soul to soul where I'm getting evidence 
about the soul and their life here with the person, the sitter that I'm talking to and delivering that. And I'm not tapping into the sitter's energy. And we have to be careful as mediums um, not to tap into their energy. Like I don't want to get the psychic information. I want to actually get the message from spirit. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah. I was just thinking, yeah, I know, I know for me that, yeah, I think maybe the, I'm just, I'm, we use different, we're using different words, which okay. is probably really good for our audience because then we can, mm -hmm. they can create their own, you know, definition and, and relationship with them. Because when I think of psychic now, I think of that as the umbrella and mediumship is one of the things that define us as being psychic. So like based on that last episode we did, you know, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. being a medium is like, it's essentially, well, speaking to the dead, <laughs> right? Like at, it's like tapping in uh, and you said so beautifully more specific, tapping into their energy and like it takes three to do mediumship. It's your energy, their energy, and then, and then spirit wanting to come. But the um, Reiki and all of those other transferring of energy mechanisms, you know, they are really powerful. But um, I was thinking that they, I put them under the same umbrella as being psychic, hmm, okay. you know, so like. That's um, really interesting. And I, I do kind of agree that we do have that umbrella where, where we have that show talking about being psychic. Yeah. What is psychic? Yeah. Um, and so I guess my reference is probably to like Lisa Williams, who's a really well-known author and psychic medium. Yeah. And in her courses, you know, I've taken the mediumship development circle that I'm involved with her and also the psychic development circle. And she, she talks specifically, um, and I've heard, I think Suzanne Giesman also talks about this, where when we are doing a mediumship reading is very different than a psychic mediumship reading mm -hmm. so we have to make sure that we are actually accessing and talking to the spirit to the soul as opposed to reading that person's mm -hmm. energy their mind and getting that information psychically as opposed to actual communication ah like the claire's Yes. Ah, I got it. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Thank you for bridging that gap for me. I get it now. Yeah. That there's so many other ways that you're connecting with that person. Um, you know, like, like precognition, you know, okay. retrocognition. So you want to be very mindful that you're not accessing all of those other psychic things when you're doing mediumship. From, from the sitter. From the sitter. Yeah. The sitter. I want to connect with the spirit that has just stepped right. forward, making themselves known. I can feel that energy Got and it. I will use all of my clairs where I can hear them. I can feel them. Sometimes I had one instance where um, the gentleman had a bunch of well, okay, I had one gentleman that made my back. I literally, my whole body went like this. And I said, oh my gosh, my entire back just started to hurt and move. Like I had all this pain creep up my back like a da 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 da, -da. Oh. And uh, the sitter was like, oh my gosh, because her uncle had died and had a bunch of tumors on his spine. Oh. And so he had made me feel like, you know, I could feel of my back. So it brought awareness to my back. That's that clairsentience, right? Feeling. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, the claircognizance is just that deep knowing, like I just knew it was a male, right? I know. 
So with mediumship, you also kind of, when a soul steps in, you put them in, um, not categories per se, but um, in spaces in front of me. So I know what the relationship is with the sitter. I'm not guessing. I, I have a place where they stand. Wow. Me, um, all you fathers, you're supposed to stand to my right. Yeah. Um, mothers, you stand to my left. Yeah. And then it moves in. And it goes uncles and sisters and brothers. And it's like females to left because the left side's feminine. The right side's masculine. And then I have romantic partners or husbands, you know, spouses in front of me. And children are like on the floor um, down lower. It's really. Wow. I know. It's so badass. I love <laughs> it. I love it. I love it. Well, and I've seen you read, you know, so much uh in your you know <laughs> so it's just cool to see the um on the other side of the lens I'm used to like watching you do it with other people and and so to hear it that way that's pretty cool it's you know it, it's interesting because sometimes and I've noticed this a lot that you'll say um things like oh okay thank you I, I mean you do it with me uh, as in our podcast sometimes you'll be looking for a word and you can't find the word and you look to your left and you go, oh, thank you. And then you say the fucking word. And I'm like, what? Who's telling you this? <laughs> <laughs> Those are my guides. Yep. Those are my guides. <laughs> okay. I thought so, but I was like, oh I don't even God. realize I'm doing that sometimes. And it, in a reading, I definitely, and I've always kind of like, I apologize. Like, I'm sorry. Cause I'm having a conversation in my head. Totally. Words, yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's cool because then I see you kind of slow down and you're already a very like articulate kind of purposeful, slow talk, like not slow talker, but you're, you're very meticulous with your words. Um, but in a reading you do even slow down a little more because you're, I, I can, I mean, now I understand you're, you're actually processing like multiple conversations you know, you're getting guidance from your guides and then you're getting all of this other external spirit and then you have to actually try to like decipher it. Yeah. Interpretation. Absolutely. And my delivery. Um, and as I've been taught and I believe this, like I'm holding someone's heart in my hand. Oh, wow. So my delivery and my words, as you've taught me, like be impeccable with your words. I work with the utmost of integrity. So I am making sure that, well, one, um, you know, I have to ask, do you want to know everything? Because <laughs> maybe there's something that's going to come through. Like, do they really want to know that? You know, do they really want to know that maybe their mother had a miscarriage? You know, like those kinds of those kinds of things come in. And I don't know if that needs to be said. So I it's really kind of this very sensitive ground that I'm walking in which I I am trying to he help heal um, and bring comfort and um, and connect them with someone, their essence, where they know for sure it is their loved one. And I need to be really mindful of the way I deliver it. Yeah. Yeah. And you do such a good job with that. I love that. Yeah. And I can tell, I mean, you can, you, I mean, I've seen you navigate that and I, I've heard you say things like, especially in a group reading, because I, I obviously I haven't been in like your one-on-ones, but in, in a group, you'll, you'll even say, Hey, you and I, can we connect a little bit later after, Yep. you know, maybe something will come up and you want to be mindful not to like say, Hey, did you just, you know, yep. X, mm -hmm. Y, and Z, you know, you, you want to be very, and so, so it's kind of cool. It's like, Whoa, okay. Something's coming up, but you're discerning confidentiality. Yep. You know, and you're discerning their comfort and, you know, and being really mindful of like how that's going to land with them. And I'm sure that little bit of time also helps you formulate, okay, how the hell am I going to 
bring that up with her or (laughs) yes um it is it's kind of tricky sometimes um and so there are definitely sensitive topics and issues and I mean, I've had suicide, I've had murder, it's, uh, which I almost feel like maybe spirit or this world selected me for that since my father was murdered, that I understand. I know, I almost feel like the spirit who was maybe murdered picks me and somehow gets me to connect with their loved one here on earth, their, you know, that's living, so that I am delivering a message where I understand the pain that the sitter's going through. Mm. It's really quite crazy, actually, when I think about why are these, why am I getting those? <laughs> why am I getting suicides? And I'm, I've gotten a lot of teenagers that have, you know, accidental overdoses. And so those are really difficult conversations to have with someone. And I don't know when they contact me, I have no idea what we're going to talk about at all until we sit down and we connect. Then it's like, here we go, you know, and then I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I love that. I, and I'm, I'm a total believer in that too. I think you, um, for spirit, you know, I mean, if you think about that energy of being alone and in the dark, you know, and scared and wanting to kind of confess or whatever, you being this beacon, you know, this lighthouse saying, oh, fuck man, I've been there. It's no picnic, but you're going to feel much better when this is out. <laughs> you know, you're, you are that person. I can totally see it. I, I really believe that to be true, that you are this beacon for, um, for spirit to get closure, but also for sitters to understand and, and release pain, you know, and heal. So I'm just, I'm so honored to be your friend. Thank you. Well, I'm honored because I think we know this um, because of our earlier episodes. If you haven't heard, listen to podcasts or like our story and then podcast two and three, we kind of talk about how you got me here. And I really do want to commend you as my friend and my sister that you shed a light on something that I wasn't necessarily open to. And I wasn't even sure or confident that I could do it. And you gave me the confidence and the belief that, yeah, you were meant to do this. And once I started, boy, I mean, it really started to open up mm. the connections. And then I was coming home telling my husband, like, holy shit, you're not going to believe what kind of stuff was coming out. You know, and obviously everything's confidential, but I'd be like, it was mind blowing. It was mind blowing. I call them gold nuggets like these these souls are giving me. Um, I do have to share, and I'm, of course, I will never share names, but it, believe it or not, as heavy as you would think that someone would contact a medium to talk to their loved ones, a lot of times I always say, we have a lot of fun. There's a lot of laughter. And, and especially if I'm sitting across from, let's say, a mother who's lost a child. Again, I don't know that because everyone writes it down on a piece of paper their intentions, the names they want to connect with. I don't see that piece of paper ever. We sit down, I say, hi, it's so nice to meet with you. And then I kind of talk about what I'm going to do and how I work. And then we just go and spirit, angels, loved ones, they show up, we deliver it. And I allow the last 15 minutes to look at their paper to see if, um, if there's anything that's missing that spirit didn't bring up already. And nine times out of 10, everything's covered. So I just want to make sure they feel complete, but there, there was this teenage boy that had come through and his personality was unbelievable. 
He was so dynamic and so bright, and he would stand to my left always. Um, and one of the first things he did was uh, moon the group. It was a group reading with, full of his friends and his family. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, what is happening? And I thought, man, Jim, like, am I making this shit up? Yeah. Am I, I just imagine, like, this boy bend over and pull his pants down? He's showing his ass like it was a full on moon and I got the word like it was moon, right? That was and so I thought, okay. Wow. And I kind of asked him and I said, Am I supposed to say that you're mooning them? Like I really wanted to get, you know, ask back and forth. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course, at the minute I said to the group, Okay, I'm sorry, but your friend here is mooning you all right now. I don't know what that means. Oh and they God. all started dying they were laughing so hard and crying and laughing they said that was his signature move every time they went they have pictures of him like on mountaintops doing it like that was his signature move. <laughs> oh i have like chills that's so amazing so i always say you know these these readings we laugh a lot and i will say sitting across from someone that hey i am your friend right now we're two girlfriends having a glass of wine or coffee we're talking and the only difference is, is we've invited everyone else and I'm going to, I'm going to relay everything they tell me. So just, just be comfortable and safe with me and know that we're going to laugh and cry. It's both. We laugh hard. Yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. That's so awesome. I, I love that. That is so, and, and it's so healing, right? Like that's the bottom line is I, I feel like you just, people want some closure. They want to be able to to connect. They want to be able to make that, um, you know, and, and not feel guilty, I think for laughing, right. right. So in, in our culture, in Indian culture, when people pass, it's like, we are not supposed to laugh. Mm -hmm. We're not supposed to ever laugh again. Right. You no, know, we're supposed to be in mourning. Like a, when a, a, a woman is widowed, she wears white for the rest of her life. I mean, oh, they don't remarry. They we're white, you know? So yeah, it's like you are, um, you are in mourning forever, you know? So there, the, but that it's, it's really, it's a hard, sad life, you know? Yeah. So, and that's our loved ones that cross over and, and when spirit, what they share with me is that we're not supposed to be in mourning that long. Yeah. And we are supposed to be in grief. It's just automatic. It's a human reaction and emotional process that we have to go through and that's natural and everyone's grieving process is different and how long it is but really spirit wants us to love again they want us to find joy again they want us to know that they are nearby that they are not dead so um there's yeah. this deck that i have from james uh, van prague that i love that's um I have it near me right now. I don't think it's near me right now, but it is talking to heaven and it's, it's all the cards in there are so angelic and white and heavenly. And all it is, is talking to our loved ones who's passed. So every now and then, if I get someone that I sense and feel that really needs direct, other than the messages that come through with me, direct communication, I'll pull a card for them for the loved ones. Mm -hmm. And it's it's profound what comes through just from the cards. So when I was practicing this, I would always practice with my dad. I'd be like, hey, dad, okay, I'm going to use the cards. Use the cards to talk to me. Mm. Every 
fucking time. The first card is always, I'm not dead. It's always, it's like crazy. And I always get the chills. I'm like, oh my God, he always, he always draws, he always gives me that card. Why? Why is he giving you that card? There's two reasons. <laughs> One is when he was alive, he used to always say, hey, you know, when I'm gone, I'm going to tell you that I'm still around. Like we don't die. He used to say, we don't die. Just, he just always said it. And I think that he says this again as proof that I am with you. So um, oh. I'm not dead. So don't, don't, don't act as if I'm dead. I'm still alive. I'm still around. It's kind of crazy. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. That's so beautiful. So I know, um, you mentioned, sorry, I'm just grilling you because I, I have so many questions. No, I love it. I was going to ask you, but ask away. As, as, as well. Um, and, and you're right. I do, I do, um, uh, mediumship as well, but, uh, but mine is, mine looks a little different because that's not my, my, my focus, right. You know, I'm not going in as a medium. I'm going in either as a coach or, a, you know, um, as a facilitator for, for some workshop or whatever. So it's, it's kind of like a different, um, spin, which I, which I definitely want to pick your brain about as well. But, um, you were saying earlier that you do, you try not to connect physically to the sitter, but you want to connect to spirit. Um, are there times when you do, when it is beneficial for you to connect to their energy, the sitter's energy, uh, like maybe if there's resistance there or like, is there an ever a, a time when you're kind of doing psychic kind of checking on their energy level and their aura and, you know, all of that, as well as that, do you know what I mean? I know it's, yeah. No, it's a great question. And uh, and it's interesting because like in my training too, I'm taught not to, to do that. <clears throat> so, but what I am checking in to is I'm being, I'm being mindful of um, their grief. So I'll write, I'll know right away when I'm sitting across from someone, when we show up in Zoom or in person, I can tell right away just from their emotion and yeah. their level of grief that they're at so i'm very mindful of that um but yeah sometimes mm, that's such a great question and because i practice and i'm so mindful of okay don't can don't psychically read them i don't want to because then then it's not then it's not mediumship if i psychically read them then i'm getting all the information from them and I'm not getting it from the soul. Mm. And so they could be sitting there and they could be thinking of, I want to see my grandma. I want to see my grandma. And, um, and I, especially those that want to test me, which I always say, please setters, everyone out there, if you're going to go meet a medium, don't have code words and don't test them. That is, it's not fair. And it's very hard to do to do it because there's an expectation they shut down and say well if she doesn't bring up this code word that i have like hey grandma if this is really you you're gonna say you know horses or something like that and um and then if i don't but i bring up what she looked like i bring up her name i bring up her favorite things i brought up a memory that they have her personality they'll discount that because she didn't say horses do you know what i mean Wow. Yeah. So I always say you can't come with an expectation that um, if it's really you, you must say this. Now, sometimes, yeah, I might pull it out. I might be like, the soul says, okay, I have no idea, but she keeps mentioning horses. And they're like, oh, you know, they cry. Oh my God. Yes, 
that's her. And I'd be like, really? Just, just horses? And then we got her. We got her. So, <laughs> but I need to stress that it's so much more than a code word or a memory. Um, it, it's much more their essence that I'm bringing in. And then, yeah, they give me these beautiful pieces of evidence. I love evidential mediumship. Yeah. Evidence yeah. that they're still with them and evidence of a memory or things that they like to do. Um, I mean, heck, I was able to show someone where their grandmother's ring was. <laughs> yeah. You know, the grandmother came in and said, she knows who has my ring. Or, you know, I know who has my ring and she has it. And it's in this little box underneath with wrapped up in a little cloth. And sure shit, it was. I found out like a week later that, yep, it was there. So that's when you know you have spirit. That person sitting across from me has no idea. So I could never psychically read or get that information from them. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. Oh my God, totally. It totally makes a lot more sense. You know, it's funny you said that about the ring because <laughs> that happened to me inadvertently one time. <laughs> I was talking as I was doing a, I was actually doing a tarot card reading with somebody. Um, and um, all of a sudden, <laughs> this little old lady comes into my frame and I was like, whoa, okay, that's weird. Okay. She's coming in. Cause we're doing high, pretty high vibe stuff in, in, in a tarot uh, reading. And, um, she says to me, he's got the ring. And then she just like moonwalks out of my field of view. And so like, so this is how mediumship kind of like, it, it kind of like bumps into my world when I, whatever it is that I'm doing. And so I told her, I said, okay, so I have to tell you, are you guys looking for somebody's ring? Cause I didn't want to say, I didn't know, like, I didn't want to, if the grandmother passing was yesterday, maybe it was really sensitive. You know, I said, is there somebody looking for like an old ring? And she was like, um, yeah. And I said, um, if I were to say to you, he's got the ring, would that mean anything to you? <laughs> and, and she just was like, gosh, darn it. I knew he had the ring. <laughs> Guy, I'm, man, my brother's such a dick. And, you know, she just like went into it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, so much for this reading. I'm going <laughs> to, she just hijacked the whole thing. Oh and gosh, like, yep. Yeah, it's really oh, funny how that happens. Oh, that yeah, is. but I, I, I do agree with you because it is, it's like you're in this high vibe you know, you're in this really kind of multi-dimensional existence when you're, when you're tapping into, I, I know for me, when I'm tapping into tarot, I'm going into like, you know, really connecting to their spirit and their guides. And, and sometimes, um, people do show up, you know, like they, and even in a coaching call, I had, um, somebody's mother come in who she had never met. She was adopted, but her mother wow came in the middle of this coaching call. And I was like, okay. And it was very desperate. It was like a really like, ah, I need to talk to you about this. I need to tell you this, you know? And, and then I said, Hey, okay. Are you open? Are you even open to this? Right. Yeah. You always and, have to ask. Right? Well, yeah, because I'm not doing that. They're not coming to me for that. So I was like, ah, shit. All right. What, what, how do I do that? You know? So for me, sometimes that's kind of the trickier part is, uh, um, our intention is one thing and then something then, and then somebody will show up. Um, but a lot of my metaphysical clients, they, they know that about me now, so they're okay. <laughs> but you know, so there was a really cool a connection that was made, but it, it, it's, it's just cool because you're doing it so deliberately and intentionally and it's so powerful and all these nuances 
And, and then for me, it's almost not a hindrance. That's not the right word, but it's almost like a, ah, whoa, fuck. Okay. Hey, hi, what's up? (laughs) Don't you believe so when you say that? I love that. I think that is, again, we're always setting the intention, whatever is best for the client, right? Absolutely. Their highest good. So when spirit comes in and says that shit, it's because it needs to be honored. It needs to be said. There's a reason behind it. And I always trust spirit. I have learned. I have learned. And that was kind of like one of those things that's always said in all my learnings and in the books. Like you you trust spirit. You trust spirit before the sitter. Because yeah. the sitter has sitter's amnesia. They forget. Because <laughs> they're sitting there on this and they're they're in grief or you know, they're thinking so hard and like and they're and they're kind of narrow minded. We're like, Okay, I just really I just want to connect with my dad. But all of a sudden we have grandmother who shows in and they're like, Oh, and you have to sh- switch gears because grandmother has something very important to say to them that's going to benefit their highest good. But yeah. they're so focused that they uh yeah, I guess she yeah, maybe she did bake. I think so. Or, you know, and they can't remember shit or something about chickens will come up and like, no, I don't remember any chickens. And then they go home and they talk to their sister like, are you kidding me? Grandma collected chicken artwork. Don't you, you know, yeah. so it is, I always say, put it in your pocket for later. Yeah, I love it. Make sense later. Because I, I always have learned when they say no, right? I'll say, does this make sense to you? Does this resonate with you? And they're like, nope, there was no chickens at all. You know, I don't remember any chickens. And I'll say, well, it feels like it may not be a real chicken. It may be like artwork or maybe a plate or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Salt and pepper shakers. And it turns out it was like plates and artwork. That's funny you should say that. (laughs) It turned out like it was like the whole kitchen was decorated. That's what I saw. I saw it. It was. That's hysterical. You're so awesome. Well, I just have to tell you what you said earlier. And I'm still giggling because you said (laughs) you have to shit gears. I did? (laughs) Well, I think it was a blunder and there's a little bit of a hiccup in the audio. <laughs> it sounded like you were not shifting a gear, but you were shitting a gear. And I thought that was awesome. Like, I want a shitty. Oh, my God. That's great. Uh, Sorry. I'll leave that in. I won't cut that out. I'll leave that in. <laughs> I love it. It was so great. I was like, oh, and of course, I'm giggling like a fucking year old boy. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's so awesome. true. I love oh, this. I love this conversation. So that's the thing. So whether we're, we're the medium or if you're a sitter. So I would say anyone who is looking forward to, did you hear that? Anyone who's looking forward to having um, a reading with a medium and, and whether it's me, just know that I will do my absolute best to provide the connection and bring forward the essence. I may not always get a name because a name First of all, it's fucking hard to get a name, right? I mean, it's not unless it's Joe. <laughs> but names are hard. And sometimes the names aren't referring to spirit. It re- could be referencing someone here. It could be referencing the name of their boat <laughs> or the street they lived in. One time someone brought in the name of their first grade teacher. So the name, if you bring it in and it's a no, it changes the connection. I always say we're, we're doing a dance together. So... 
um, any no's that I get, I, I just take it as a challenge. Like, okay, well, I know that it may not be a no. It means something else. And so let's dig into that a little further. But I'll, like I said, I'll bring in their essence of personality, the tattoo that's on their on their arm, their nickname, <laughs> and uh, and they know what you had for breakfast this morning, right? So wow. And I'll still, like, if I didn't get the name right, it shuts it down. So it's a springboard back and forth of energy that we do between the three of us, spirit, me, and the sitter. So the sitter really has to be open and open-minded and um, and just allow the process to unfold because spirit knows what they need most for their highest good and for healing. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So top three things for a sitter. If when you sign up for Mayum's mediumship uh, workshop or a session, number one, be open, <laughs> right? First Stay open. Foremost, yep. Because yeah. I'll be in a group reading and I'll have just one skeptic and it shifts the energy. And I, I don't mind having a skeptic. I think that's healthy and sure, yeah. um, but they usually won't uh, have someone come through for them so much because they're not as open, yeah. but they will witness everyone else. So. Yeah. And being open doesn't mean being blind, right? Like, like having blind faith in someone, because we talked about this a lot, didn't we? In our, um, in our psychic podcast um, a couple weeks ago, what is it to be psychic? What does it really mean to be psychic? Right. And so this is kind of like a cool little like branch off of that episode because um, mediumship is not like, is, is very similar to every other, you know, <clears throat> psychic phenomenon that people are doing, um, even like intuitive coaching and precognition and water dousing and all those things. It, there are, there are fakes. And so people get, you know, so it, it has had a, a bad rap in the past, but, um, that doesn't mean it's not real. So, it, you know, doing your homework and finding really good and true people that do connect with spirit and work in the light and in love, like Mayum. Um, I think is really important. So, so I'm when I what I'm saying is it's important to not give blind faith to people because there are some douchebags out there that are yeah. not you know not real or or sit with integrity at all. Right, exactly. And so you know, so I I, I love when you said I uh, you know I don't mind a skeptic. I don't either. I I I think that's a great. It's a good thing to be to be protective and to be inquisitive. Yeah. So, but there's a difference between being um, a douchey skeptic yeah. and, being, <laughs> and being a skeptic that is open mm -hmm. to possibility. Yeah. And really just tapping into like, okay, what asking those questions being, you know, like being really clear, but staying open hearted and a skeptic. Yeah. yeah? Does that make yeah. sense? Oh, absolutely. They, um, the skeptic, I think sometimes is a, as a challenge, I take it on as a challenge, not to change their mind, but just to give them an experience where they can see that, you know, hey, there's some evidence coming through here that I'm sorry, you can't really, you can't make that shit up. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious. So, um, I don't know. I, there's, so I have a million stories and a million things that have come through that are just, so beautiful that spirit has just laid in front of me and made it so clear and accurate and brought the most amount of healing for the sitter that those 
those moments when I, I'm on, you know, speaking of a high, like we were coming up on this high of our workshop, <laughs> when I get done with a mediumship reading and come home and know that I have changed that person's life, that they have now a shift, <laughs> a shift in their trajectory of healing and grief that maybe five years of therapy may not have done, um, or it would have taken five years to get to this point where one hour of talking to their loved one has brought immense healing. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. So three tips, be open, um, be a, a cool skeptic. If you want to be, be an open hearted skeptic. Number two, what I heard you say, Mayum, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but um, it's not just enough to be open and open hearted, but also to, to really just be staying unattached to the outcome. So just being unattached to like what is going to happen here and unfold. If you come with an agenda, spirit doesn't have an agenda, right? So number two, really important, um, stay unattached to that outcome. And then number three, kind of what I discerned from what you were saying about the uh, sitter's amnesia, what might be really helpful for somebody like myself going in would be maybe to bring something to write with. And so that I can remember what you were saying, like when you say to me, uh, put that in your back pocket, then I can write it down. Yeah. With that a lot of people take notes. Um, I record all of my mediumship readings. So whether it's in person, um, we use a phone, like a vo voice recording on my phone. So it, it just records the audio. If it's over Zoom, you will receive the Zoom uh, recording. And if it's over the phone, I also do that where it records the phone conversation and the sitter, the client will always get that. Yeah. Unless you don't want it. Unless you don't want it. Yeah. 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 No, I love that. So do you want to... Um... Do you have a story that you want to share? Like, I and maybe just uh, one really weirdo story. Oh God, um, let me see here. There's so many, and I, of course, you know, I always want to be confidential or respect yeah. confidentiality. No name. Um, we never use names, so that's good. Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Let's something that was profound. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just trying to think of what spirit. Um, what is okay to say that would be appropriate to. Um, what comes to my cup? There's so many. Well, um, let's talk about, I was with a couple. They were previously married to their late spouses. I was like, well, they were married in another dimension. I came to a married couple and they wanted to connect with their former late husband and late wife. Got it. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. <laughs> so they were both widowed and wanting to meet their, their past lovers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cool. Um, but something that the husband, the late husband did when he came in, he went immediately right to her. This is what I'm seeing now in my mind's eye. Right. And he knelt like he was going to propose and grabbed her left hand and is mentioning the ring. And he, and he says he wants to know where not where the ring is but like you know he's acknowledging this ring that you have and he knows that uh, knows about the ring this is what he said he knows about the ring and then he showed me in a um a little jewelry box somewhere like this little hidden jewelry box that it that she had kept it but it was so beautiful that he was saying he wanted to show respect for her new husband and thank him for um, loving her but he wanted to say that he acknowledged the ring and yeah. so what that meant was she started crying immediately I was like do you understand what this means 
she said um, she had taken his ring and blended her ring into one. So when he knelt down and said, I know about the ring and is acknowledging the ring, he loved it. And she then went and got the box that it was in. It was just really beautiful and she said i always wondered if he knew about it and if he liked what i did so it was him saying yes i mean he loved it um it was just really sweet i mean that's gosh and i mean that's just a little but there's some things that are that you can't make up um like tattoos you know i have one more i will share this one more because it just came to me there's so many this woman had lost her husband and she so desperately now she was in great grief wanted to connect with him and he came through and fantastic personality and he kept showing me he's like mayhem and he's writing something which looked like a quote is all i could think of i'm like i could see like this it was like a quote with quotations handwriting with like a marker so i said i don't know if this is like on a fridge or like he writes something on a wall and it's a quote i said i i'm not quite sure but he's so adamant about this and she broke down again they break down when they know and she said how do you know this ma'am how my husband used to write quotes with dry erase marker on the mirrors in the bathroom a new quote every morning for the family for the kids that's what he did that was his thing it was the sweetest thing it was and he so she's like there's no way you would ever know that i'm like there's no way you would know that and I was so thankful for him to keep at showing me right again I'm getting symbols I'm, I'm getting things that I understand but to really zoom out and, and understand and interpret what they're trying to say um, like I got a wall it was a mirror so I was like he's writing something I felt like it was a quote so it was really quite cool. beautiful and so um specific. Yeah. Very purposeful. And you do that. You make, you write quotes on your bathroom. Window. So I just think that's so cool that, you know, maybe he knew, like you were saying earlier, he, he knew that was something that you did and he was excited to say, she's going to totally get this. <laughs> this is what I do. She does this too. Like, I think they do that. Right. They do. They, they also talk to my guides because of my guides there that say to their guides, right. Okay, listen up, everyone. Mayum, these are her symbols. <laughs> and she really, you know, she likes symbols. This is how she works. If you were to say this, this will get her to say that. And, you know. Yeah, it's all happening on another dimension. Yeah. I have a story. You want to hear yes. it? I love it. Let's hear it. Well, um, this was a, it's kind of a reversal. Um, a little bit of the stories you were saying, it, it because somebody had come to me to talk to me about their <clears throat> boyfriend who was, um, was passed away violently. And so, um, she was actually wanting comfort, comfort that he was okay. So, you know, a lot of times it's like the, the, the living are tortured, you know, but this was like a kind of a flip, you know, like she was like, can you just check on him? Make sure he's okay. Like, I don't know, you know, he, it was bad and he wasn't like, he was really hurting and, and stuff. So <clears throat> it was kind of an interesting, uh, reading because we ended up talking and I've, I used tarot as well. I used a little bit of the tarot to kind of get our guides kind of connected. And then, um, I was kind of catapulted back to like his last scenes of his life. 
And so I was describing like this, you know, this apartment complex, there was this, these, this old stairwell and, you know, the balconies on the back. Um, and I, I could see them going, Oh shit, this is, this is okay. This is happening. And, mm-hmm. um, and he, but he was with me, he was walking me through, um, you know, this, this sequence of events, he goes into his apartment and it's a complete pigsty, you know, and he's kind of like, sorry for the mess. Like, you know, as a spirit, mm-hmm. he's, he's acknowledging. Right. And then yeah, um, they talk, I, they talk it, like they're regular people with us. It's yeah. Really cool. It's yeah. really bizarre. And I was like, cause I, cause he, it was like, he knew I was still going, damn, this guy needs a vacuum. But you know, he was, <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, sorry for the mess. So then um, he comes around the corner and all of a sudden the door, somebody bursts through the door and I don't see who it is, but there's a gun and boom, 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 boom. He's shot. He's dead. And so he showed me it all. And I was not quite ready for it to be totally honest. I was a little bit like, oh shit, this doesn't feel good. And I had like pain in my chest, you know, like it was yeah. like, a whole, um, but then what happened was he, he what came out of the house um, and slunkered into one of the stairwells because he was trying to get away. And so that's where he ended up passing. And it was really kind of scary because that whole, his whole body and that whole stairwell just grew dark and it just got blacker and blacker. Like not, it was like black on top of the color black on top of the color. Like it was the weirdest. It was like this tortured energy in this little stairwell. Oh, and I just, my heart just broke because I, I I could see drugs and paraphernalia in the house. Like there was some bad shit going on, you know? And, and then I understood why, you know, the sitter was saying, can you make sure he's okay? Cause he didn't, it, it he was really a tormented soul in life, you know? Right. And so what was interesting is in the reading, I was, I, I could see him still tortured in spirit. It was like, he didn't know that he didn't have to live that way anymore. Yeah. You know? And so it was very interesting. My job became very clear, you know, was to just like, I just, I, I went like the, I kind of rolled my hands into a ball Mm-hmm. And, um, and of course I, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, you know, spirits like kind of guiding me through and telling me, yeah. I have no fucking idea what to do with this. It's like dark cloud or whatever it is in the corner. And, but I wasn't ever afraid or anything. It wasn't like dangerous, but he was right. just so tortured. So I kind of, I took this big ball of light and I kept wielding it. And I kept saying, you know, you are free to go. You're safe. You're okay. You're okay. And then I just kind of rolled it over to him, like kind of it, like through space, like it kind of hovered in the air and it kind of landed and it, and it blinded him. And then he was gone. Wow. So it was like, I, and I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't heard, I, you know, I didn't hear back from her, but she did say she felt more at peace, you know, mm-hmm. even just knowing, um, that it was almost like permission to say, you can go now, you know? Yeah. So it's just, it, it's so does that happen? Like when you're tortured in life, sometimes we don't know. Oh, yes. I mean, that's a whole other podcast, right? When we talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. That's coming up next. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It is. it is. It's true. Especially, like I said, when I get teenagers who have accidentally overdosed, and when, when there's a question from the family, they don't know if it was on purpose, you know, was it suicide or was it accidental? And they'll show me 
and they come in saying, no, ma'am, I did not mean to do it. It was an accident. Please tell my mom, mm -hmm. you know, so, and they show me, you know, that it was like a fentanyl, you know, covered drug or something. So, and, and those kinds of things are so powerful to, and, and to be careful in what we, how we say mm -hmm. what we're being shown. It's, it's true. And I, it is scary to have a soul that was, um, hurt or tormented while they were here and they're talking about it and to help them along to understand and most of them are okay but they do showcase like what they went through and they kind of have to process that a little bit yeah. you know and they're in their transition that's part of their life review so um, but I think shedding the light on it and providing them with light in your light source is beautiful and spirit tells us what to do. So I love that you followed whatever it was that was being told or shown or just instinctively you knew what you needed to do for him. Mm -hmm. um, I think that goes with the house clearings that, you know, sometimes you just intuitively go in knowing what needs to be cleared and what you need to say to a spirit that is lost or stuck or um, or earthbound it just you ask your guides and the angels what do i need to do and they show you so that's yeah. what you yeah yeah and that's another episode coming up house clearings yeah. so let's stay tuned i loved love love this conversation with you right. it's 444 Perfect. I know. Perfect time. I love it. Yeah, this is so great. I love what we're doing here. It's so fun to chat. And, you know, this is what we would be normally doing, everyone, having coffee and chatting. And we just thought maybe other people would like to hear what we chat about. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. Well, it, it's kind of nice that you, you know, I mean, I did do my hair today because of the workshop. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you at the workshop tonight. So, and Hi, those, please, uh, please consider joining us for our upcoming eight-week intensive. We really are going to dive into each chakra individually once a week for one hour, and you know that we're going to bring spirit involved. You know it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun because we like to have fun, and uh, we'd love to have you. Yes, we'd love to have you. It, it starts uh, February 23rd, so there's two sessions to choose from, 10 a.m. if that's a, if the mornings are better for you, or 7 p.m. So you can sign up for either of those time frames. Tuesdays, by the way. Tuesdays. We would love to see you. And I love you, Megan. Love you have too. Have a great day. Bye. Namaste.